You're listening to She Said What with your host, Alyssa Harper. Hello, sexy people, and welcome back to She Said What. If you've not been here before, then I just want to welcome you and let you know that this is a space for you to come and grow and become the best version of yourself, whether we're talking about sex and sexuality or relationships or self-growth in general. I just want to welcome you to this space and let you know that this is a safe, inclusive space for anybody. And so today we're going to be talking about how to be confident, how to, hello, how to become confident in your sexual self. Um, This isn't to say that your sexual self is something that is separate to you. Obviously, you are an all-encompassing, beautiful human being, and there's a lot to you. But this is to talk specifically about the side of us that is, of course, sexual. And whether you have a whole bunch of experience in this space, or you have literally never even, you know, looked down there. This episode is for you. We're going to be going through a really great practice that has personally helped me become closer to my sexual self and to grow that intimacy with myself, um, but that I've also done with other people and walked them through and talked them through. And I think it's such a valuable practice. And we're just going to be talking about all of that today. So I'm really excited for today's episode because I've had a lot of questions around this topic. I've had a lot of really great chats in my DMs with you guys about this topic. Um, And I think it's just time to bring it into a full-on episode. So let's get into it. Update on my week, as per usual. Um, I've been working, I've been feeling really motivated this past week, actually, specifically with the podcast and with like content and everything that I've been doing. Um, I've just been really like grateful for the community that I have that I've been listening and I've just been feeling like really really excited to be doing what I'm doing which is nice because like in any thing that you do it's easy to like go through seasons with it and to have times when you don't really feel the best about yourself or you don't feel like you're you know you get imposter syndrome maybe don't feel as good as you wish you felt about the things that you were doing and this past week I feel like I've kind of had a bit of a comeback and I'm feeling really motivated and really excited for the rest of this year can you guys believe that it's almost June already which means that we are almost halfway through 2023 what the fuck I feel like that shit went by so fast um so (laughs) I'm just kind of like looking at my goals that I set at the start of the year and getting like halfway through the year and kind of going back and trying to figure out um, if, you know, I am where I want to be. And if I'm not, then let's figure out how we're going to get there. And so it's just been a really nice like grounding week for me. Um, The Japanese House just came out with new music, which is my favorite band ever or they are my favorite artist ever. Um, and so that's been like a dream for me. And I've just been really, really loving music this week. Um, and that's basically it. Um, I've been writing a lot, writing a lot for episodes and working on my website and doing all the things. And so it's been fun. Um, I want to get right into today's episode because like I said earlier, this is a topic that I have talked with you guys about so, so, so much. And so many people reach out to me and say like, okay, you know, I really want to have an orgasm, but I don't know if I've had one, or I really want to get comfortable um, with self-pleasure. 
also known as masturbation. Um, like I want to get more comfortable with self-pleasure, but I just, I've never done that and I don't feel comfortable and I was shamed about it, like, you know, growing up and all of that. And so everyone has their own history and everyone has their own story that they bring to this conversation. And so I just want you to first and foremost, acknowledge that you are not alone, no matter what your experience is. Like whether you have had lots and lots of sex and you're very confident and you just want to grow even closer to your um, sexual self, then amazing. But if you have not done anything like this before, and this is actually pretty uncomfy for you, I encourage you to listen all the way through and see how this is going to help you to develop and open up in your relationship with yourself. Um, I'm making this episode because first of all, you deserve pleasure. You do. Like, your body has systems that are meant to work in line with pleasure and it is good for you, which I'll get into a little bit later. Um, but pleasure is something that you deserve to enjoy. And if anyone's ever made you feel like pleasure should not be a priority in your life, let's rewire that and rework that because you do deserve pleasure. Um, this is also the foundation of all of your sexual relationships that you might have in your life. So your relationship with yourself, the way that you're able to connect with yourself, the way that you're able to sit in that like sexual energetic space, if you will, um, that's really important to own in yourself um, because it makes it so much easier when you have other sexual relationships with other people um, when it comes to communicating what you want or how you want things to be done or how you want to feel or what's going to turn you on and what's going to turn you off and knowing all those things about yourself is so incredibly empowering and again that foundation. Um, lastly I feel like it just grows your self-love and your self-acceptance. Shame is such a big issue especially with women obviously with everybody um, and we don't live in a society that is super freeing when it comes to sex and sexuality um, and so I think it's really important that we do that for ourselves because we deserve to feel confident in our sexual selves and to feel all that love feel all that self-acceptance so that's why I'm doing today's episode I'm going to start off with something that I read this week that was like really hit me and I was like wow I can't believe this um, it's reported it's been reported that nearly one in seven women have never masturbated in their lifetime while 95% of men have have reported masturbating. Isn't that crazy? One in seven, one in seven. That's a lot of women. That's a lot, a lot, a lot of women who have never, ever, ever done anything sexual with themselves. And to me, I'm like, oh, that makes me so sad because I know that it's such a fruitful part of somebody's life and can be such a fruitful part of somebody's life and like bring so many beautiful experiences and really help to like grow that relationship with yourself. But that's why we're doing this today. And again, this is just to reiterate that you are not in this alone if this is something that you are not super comfy with. Um, orgasms in general, which are not necessarily the goal of sex or the goal of self-pleasure, but orgasms have amazing benefits, amazing health benefits. And I actually made a TikTok about this like a year ago or so. And it's, I think it's actually my biggest TikTok because I go on and I talk all about um, the different benefits that you get from orgasms and people love talking about sex <laughs> and I just got so many people being like, wow, I had no idea, you know, 
Why aren't we taught this in school? Why are we, if anything, made to feel shame about this when we're taught about it? Um, And that's why we go through this unlearning process. I'm just going to list some of the things really quickly that are benefits of having orgasms. So first of all, it increases your dopamine, which is that good feel hormone. It's usually going to be more short term. It's that rush of good feels type of vibe. It also increases serotonin, which is your long term happy hormone, if you will. So that's going to be the one that's going to keep you more consistently feeling good. Um, It also boosts oxytocin, which is your bonding hormone. So when you're with a partner and you have an orgasm, or sometimes you don't even have to have an orgasm, you can just be in a sexual space with a person. Um, Oxytocin is released and that is what causes you to feel a bond with somebody. So if, you know, just squashing any kind of like oh, is this true? Is this not true? Um, When you're like, oh, but yeah, sex makes it real with somebody or like sex is what makes me attached to somebody. And that's why I don't want to have sex until later on in the relationship and blah, 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 blah. That's totally fine because scientifically there is like, obviously something that says, you know, oxytocin is released and that does create a bond between you and that person. It's totally up to you how you go about that. But that is valuable information because when I was younger, I didn't know that. I always just thought like, oh, like, you know, sex is bad. And if I have sex with somebody and then I really miss them, it's like God punishing me because I shouldn't have had sex, which is just me. I don't know if that's relatable, but that's how my brain thought about it. Um, Now that I understand why sex is so bonding, it actually empowers me to make better choices, which is how it fucking should be. But we don't learn this shit, so whatever. Um, It also, orgasms, also flush out cortisol, which is your stress hormone. So not only does it make you feel amazing, short-term, gives you long-lasting happiness benefits, if you will. It bonds you to the person that you're with, or I should have mentioned this before, with yourself, which is the cool fucking part about all of this, is that's where some of that like self-love, self-acceptance um, comes in because you feel that bonding hormone and it genuinely helps you connect to yourself. Love that shit. Love that for us. It does all of that and it reduces your stress hormone. So amazing, amazing, amazing for your mental health. Um, and obviously our mental health ties so much into our physical health. And so it's just so beautiful and so amazing. And on top of that, separate to your mental health, just affecting your physical health, it actually strengthens your immune system. So you're not going to get sick and shit as much, which we fucking love. It also helps you to regulate your hormones, which helps you to have more regular periods and easier periods. So less symptoms um, throughout your period, like headaches and cramps and, you know, all the things. Um, And a little pro tip here is the best way to get all of these benefits. And of course, I'll link resources and all of this below so you guys can verify these things and read on further if you want to do that. Um, But a way to really get all of those benefits is to stay in the orgasmic plateau phase for as long as possible. This is also known as edging if you've heard of that, which basically just means that you're pushing back your orgasm for as long as you can. Um, And yeah, spending more time in that phase of orgasm before you have that release and that proper, you know, full-on orgasm feeling. And so that's a way that you can really, really get all of the benefits. Now, now that you have a little bit of information, you've had some time, you've you've been warmed up a little bit, you know, you've had some time to think about the the, the subject. We're gonna reflect we are going to talk about you. 
So the goal here is to think about what your relationship with sex is like, which is something that we don't do enough. If anything, we try not to think about it or we think about those little things that we do um, when we are having self-pleasure and we think it is like gross or we think it's a little bit weird or like we are the only people who do certain things. Um, I remember reading, what's it called? Greedy by Jen Winston, which I talk about all the time because I fucking love that book. Um, it's all about her journey coming out as bisexual and just living a life as bisexual. And it's, it's amazing, especially if you are bi and you're, or you're just, you know, curious about the subject, like, in, or you just want to read something fucking funny. It's great. You should read her book. Um, but in her book, she has a whole like chapter where she talks about how growing up she used to masturbate laying on her stomach And like, she looked like a penguin just like rolling around and shit. And she was like so embarrassed by it. And I just thought it was so, so, so funny because it's so, it's crazy the things that, you know, we feel so shameful about. It's crazy the things that if we knew at the time that other people were the same, or if we knew at the time that other people felt the same way, like we wouldn't feel so many negative emotions, but because we don't get to talk about it that often, we don't get to get that release. And so that's what I'm hoping to do with this episode, obviously. Um, Why I want to do this practice is because like in any relationship, you you learn about the person. You know, you learn, you expand, you ask questions, and that's what you're going to be doing here is asking yourself questions so you can understand your sexual self better. And again, to me, this is one of the most empowering things that you can do because sexual wellness is wellness. Sexual self-care is self-care. It's not this separate thing. Again, you are an all-encompassing human being that has all these different parts of you, and we are just trying to liven up this specific part of you today. Um, You can do this practice as you just listen to the episode and reflect and think as we go along, but I would actually challenge you to sit down eventually with a journal so you can get the most out of this practice and, you know, write down your answers. I think it will just give you more space to think about these questions. Um, And yeah, let's get right into it. Oh my God, I'm so excited. These things that you, I'm going to bring up that you can ask yourself are going to be available as well in the She Said What Facebook group. I'm going to send it there for you guys so that you don't have to write anything now. You know, you can relax um, and just listen along, but let's go. Number one, what brings me sexual pleasure? If you have an answer to that, if you've experienced this before, if you've had self-pleasure, what do you like? And I want you to be honest. I want you to be gritty. I want you to be specific. Like if you are sitting down with a piece of paper, right? And you're going to write this down. You can think of yourself burning that after. You can put it in the garbage. You can do whatever if you're scared of someone seeing it. Right now, nobody's going to see it. And if you're doing this mentally, nobody's going to hear you. So really, really be honest with yourself. I am talking specifics, okay? I'm talking, do we like back and forth? Do we like circles? Do we like hot? Do we like cold? Is there a location that we like? Are there specific, um, like, external things that you might use in your practice, if you will, like a toy or lube or whatever. Is there anything that you can think of specifically that brings you pleasure? And when you ask yourself this, I want you to take some time and also be ready to be confronted with potential like emotions of shame and discomfort or embarrassment because we were taught to feel that way. But this is a part of you going through this unlearning journey and 
going towards empowerment. Um, some of these things, of course, might change with time. Like I can say that five years ago, I didn't like all the things that I do now, right? Because I didn't experience it yet. Or there are things that I did then that I wouldn't do now because I have different, um, I don't know, I have different ways of doing things. Like things change with time. So just know that this is something that you can do over and over again. This doesn't have to be just like a one and done situation. Question number two is, are there things that you've always wanted to try? Is there? Think about it. And what is stopping you from trying them? Is it actually like a closed door situation? And you, say, for example, you know, you need a partner to do that thing. And right now you don't currently have a partner that you could try that thing with. So it's like, okay, you know, I will try that one day, but with somebody. Or are these things that you want to try, things that you could actually try, but the only thing holding you back, maybe, I don't know, maybe is shame or I don't think I should do X, Y, Z. Take a moment to think about that. Question number three is if I could have anything in the world, anything, what does my sexual, ideal sexual experience look like? Think about it. Is there anything specific that you've been like, oh, I would love to do this, or I'd love to be at this place, or I'd love to try this position? Um, what do you want the mood to be like? What do you want the lighting to be like? What do you want the, think of all your senses, right? The sense, the, the, the smell, the taste, the feel. What are, does you want it to be warm? Do you want it to be a little bit like cooler? I don't know. Do you want to be in a bed? Do you want to be on a couch? Do you want to be on the floor? I don't know. You know, think about what your ideal, ideal sexual experience would look like. Because again, when do we do this? When do we ask ourselves what we truly want? Most of the time, especially women, end up feeling like they get what they get. You know, if they don't come, they don't come. It's so much more of a norm for sex to end after the man has come. And again, this is very just like, I'm just saying men and women, um, but know that obviously this can extend beyond that. Um, but this is the typical norm in straight relationships is that sex is over once the man has come. And there's the classic line of like, oh, did you come? First of all, he should fucking know. But if he doesn't know, what is the response to, no, I didn't come? It shouldn't be like, oh, maybe next time, right? It should be, okay, well, let's take time with you right now. But that's not actually the norm. And I think it's so important that we stop and we ask ourselves, what do we want? Because we deserve to find what we want. And we deserve to have partners who make us feel like we're allowed to ask what we want. Next question. Question number four. What are three of my favorite sexual experiences that I've had? This is actually a question that I took out of Come As You Are by Emily Nagoski. This was a really challenging practice for me because I had to write down, you know, three of my favorite sexual experiences ever. And I had to be really honest about what made them great for me, what made them exciting for me. And that's the best part. That's the fun part. So again, writing down three of your favorite sexual experiences. And then of course, why you enjoyed them, what you liked about them. And then you can look at the different experiences, look at what you've written down or maybe what you've just thought about and find similarities. Because again, this is just teaching you what you like in sexual experiences, which is so fun and so exciting. Ah! Okay, next question. Question number five, I want to say. 
Sorry, guys. I always lose track on where I'm at. Okay. Question number five is what are your three least favorite sexual experiences? Exact same as what we just did, but we're going to do the opposite because this is also really, really valuable information for you. So what are your three least favorite sexual experiences? This could be self-pleasure specifically. Um, This could be with a particular partner. Maybe something didn't make you feel quite right. Maybe you didn't feel uh, prioritized or you know, it it was really like quick or something, like something specific like that where you're like, oh, I just didn't like it for this thing. Again, write down why you didn't like it. And then again, we're going to look for similarities because this can help us recognize, oh, I actually really don't like having sex when I'm really tired, or I actually don't like having sex with this type of person. Um, And it's really, really valuable. Part of me thinks almost a little bit even more valuable, more a little bit than the last one that we did, because this one is like, it really helps you to create a sense of like boundaries and it helps you to figure out what you don't like. And sometimes if we struggle to figure out what we do like, if the last one was hard for you, it's easier to figure out what we don't like and then fill the gaps from there. So maybe that's you right now. But those are the questions that I want you to specifically ask yourself. And when we do these practices they remind us that our sexual desires are not shameful. We spend so much time not acknowledging it that we can even passively build up this resistance to wanting things. And so when we do practices like this, especially if we write it down, especially if we like, you know, put it in stone, like make it real, make it our reality, it helps to break down that wall of shame. And if we can't acknowledge to ourselves what we like, then how are we going to do that with a partner? You know, when you are with someone eventually and they say to you, oh, what do you like? What do you want to try? What feels good for you? And you don't know, that can be a lot more stressful to do in the presence of somebody that maybe you like, maybe they make you nervous. Maybe sex in general makes you nervous, which I think everybody, it does, you know, at least a little bit at certain points. Um, It's harder to do that when you don't have a bit of a hold of it on, a bit of a hold on it yourself. And so I definitely recommend doing that. Another little bonus thing here to help you expand on understanding who you are sexually and what you want and getting really honing in on that is to talk to your friends more about sex, obviously in appropriate spaces with appropriate people that you trust. And, you know, you feel comfortable talking to about these things, talk to your friends about it because I was even in the car one day, I remember with my friends in high school, someone made some sort of joke about masturbation. And then one of my friends just went, I masturbate like all the time. Is that normal? And then another friend went, bro, I literally masturbate like every day. Like it's just like part of my like self-care. And I was shocked. I was like, (gasps) I was like, whoa, I always felt like there was something wrong with me or I felt like there was something bad about how much or how much I didn't, you know, do something. And it just started this whole conversation. And we got into a whole like long ass conversation about how we felt about it and why we felt kind of shit about it at times. And it was really, really empowering. So if you do have the space or a friend or somebody that you really trust that you feel like you can talk to about it, I would really encourage you to talk about it. Um, One other thing that I used as well, even recently, you guys have probably heard about this if you've been following me for a little bit now, is the Elise app, which you can go on and fill out a 
like little questionnaire situation and they tell you what your sexual archetype is which is so like so specific but like so fun if you're like me and you love to do all the little quizzes and like see stuff about your star sign and you know all the shit it's just fun um then you're really gonna like this because it tells you your sexual archetype and for me it told me that I am in the explorer which I fucking love because I was like yes absolutely that is me um and it was just really cool to read through the descriptions of what they were saying, you know, I would like as the explorer, maybe what I wouldn't like, what I should look for in a partner. And it was just, again, like another way to expand my relationship with myself sexually. So I thought that was really cool. Um, I think it's really empowering to look back on the journey that I've had with growing my sexual self. Um, And I just want to take the last little bit of today's podcast to share with you how I kind of went through that journey myself. Growing up, I started out um, like when I was very, very young having self-pleasure, but I didn't know what it was, right? Nobody ever told me. Um, And I always felt really ashamed of it. And it was to the point that I used to think that it was this really bad thing that I was doing and nobody had like done it before. Like I literally thought I was a fucking alien. And I had this calendar on my wall when I was little. And this is so sad to me. And I used to literally X off the days on the calendar that I would have self-pleasure because I was like, that's a bad day. This was a bad day. And I would do like a day and then I'd do the next day. Oh my God. And like, it would just happen enough that at one point I just got rid of the calendar and was like, I'm fucked up. Um, And so time went on and over time, I just kind of got over the fact that it was this bad thing. I didn't really care. I was like, whatever, whatever. It's fine. I understand that maybe it's not just me because that doesn't really make sense. Got old enough that I did see porn for the first time. It's almost always like an unwilling thing, you know, because you don't know that it's a thing until you see it. Um, And then I was like, holy shit, that's like kind of like the thing. (laughs) And so in a way it was really helpful for me because I was like, oh, this is like, I didn't understand sex. This is the thing. Like I did not understand. I, I would, I was not told anything. Um, and I would never ask questions. Anytime it would come up around my family or anything, I would always pretend I didn't know. Right. Like I'd be like, hee hee. Like I'd giggle along and be like, no, I don't know what that is. But like, I obviously did. Um, and then as I got older, I, because I grew up in the church, I was told that it was something that you shouldn't really do. Um, I remember some people saying like some church leaders and, you know, the odd person that I looked up to who was a Christian, which in that world, that's a very common thing is like having these mentors, right? I had some people say things like, it's not a good thing to do. It doesn't help your relationship with God, but if it's going to stop you from say having sex with your boyfriend, then it's the better alternative. So even though... I at one point accepted that it was an okay thing. I still thought it's like the lesser bad of the two. And so that was really how I felt about it for quite a long time throughout a lot of high school. And eventually I got to a point where I was like, honestly, it's fine. I don't think this is a bad thing. To me, it doesn't make sense that there would be this this part of my body that brings me so much pleasure that I'm like apparently just not allowed to have. I thought, you know, that doesn't really make sense to me. So eventually I kind of got over that. But even all the way through until about maybe three or four years ago, I still felt a lot of shame having sex at all. Um, Obviously before marriage, because that was the whole Christian 
idea, right? And so I've had to break down a lot of shame from starting out with everything is so bad, I should not do any of this, to, well, it's the lesser of the bad, but it's still pretty bad, to actually I think it's fine um, and I think everyone's fucking crazy, but definitely don't have sex. And now obviously I'm in a space where I just believe that as long as everybody's consenting, you're having a good time, you're enjoying yourself, you know, you're enthusiastically consenting and you're experiencing pleasure, then anything goes. You know, that's that's where I'm at. Um, but it's just been quite the fucking journey. And I know that in five years time, or even 10 years time, especially 10 years time, I'm going to look back and think, wow, I was actually so close-minded right now because I'm consistently doing these kinds of practices to continue to explore and open up, which is exactly what I would encourage you to do as well because I can tell you firsthand that it is fruitful and taking time to reflect on who you are as a sexual being is actually a really beautiful human experience. And I have moments even now where I just think like, oh my gosh, this is so insane that this is our experience, that we get to live in these bodies that can bring us so much pleasure. And yes, they can absolutely bring us pain. Yes, they can bring us frustration when we're not quite sure how to get to orgasm or we're with a partner and we don't feel prioritized and we, you know, we wish we could come faster and all of those things. You know, Yes, it can bring difficult things, but the more that we work on listening to that empowering side and engaging with the side of us that's actually self-accepting and loving, the more confident we're going to feel over time and just grow in our sexual selves. So that's basically it for today, guys. Next week, I'm going to be talking about how to grow a sexual relationship with a partner. So it's really important that you think about this this week or, you know, before you listen to next week's episode and really like have that deep reflection so that you have the foundation for next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you don't already follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, then please do that because that helps me, helps more people to see the podcast. Um, thank you so much for sharing the podcast when you guys do that on your Instagram stories and with a friend and all of that. Again, I'm just so thankful to be doing this right now and I'm loving the community, especially on the Facebook group, which if you want to go get all those questions, please feel free to join that, the She Said What podcast group on Facebook. And I'm also on Instagram and TikTok at Alyssa Taylor Harper, where you can reach out and we can talk about this. Please feel free to DM me on Instagram. Um, and that is everything. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening and all the resources, everything will be below for you if you want to go read into this a little bit more. Have a lovely day and I will see you soon. Bye guys. Mm-hmm.